Welcome everyone to the Dead Sports Podcast, second podcast of the year. I'm the host, sports editor of the Daily Eastern News, Dylan Shorefide. JJ, football team, had a rough weekend, uh, you know, needless to say, against Indiana. Go ahead and just walk us through, you know, how the team did. Well, they lost 52-0. That's kind of the figure that jumps off the page right away. Um, You know, delving deeper into that. I mean, well, anytime you have a 52-0 loss, there's really not a lot of positives you can take away from it, obviously yeah. from Eastern's side of things. Uh, specifically up front in the game, Indiana was just so much bigger. On the offensive line, on the defensive line, Indiana was really kind of pushing around Eastern's front the whole game. I mean, you were there as well. I yeah. mean, you saw I mean, Eastern's quarterback, Jonathan Brantley, every time he snapped the ball was, you know, running for his life pretty quickly. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Um, Eastern's running backs didn't really have a lot of lanes to run through. Um, you know, Indiana's quarterbacks had all day to throw. Indiana's running backs had huge holes to run through. I mean, really, a lot of that game was decided up front. And it was something that we, you know, we spoke to Terrell Greer, who's one of EIU's defensive tackles after the game. We spoke to Cole Hoover, who started at right tackle for Eastern after the game. And we also spoke to Coach Cushing after the game about kind of the size up front for Indiana. And they all did acknowledge that, yeah, you know, Indiana was huge up front. Uh, I have the numbers actually right here in front of me. Uh, Indiana's starting offensive line weighed an average of 326 pounds. Eastern's offensive line weighed an average of 289. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can see the difference right there just in the number and the weight of those guys. Um, but when we, when we did talk to the players and the coaches after the game, they acknowledged that, yeah, the size was a big, you know, big factor, but also Indiana was really well coached. Mm-hmm. It's something that uh, Eastern head coach Adam Cushing brought up and just that, you know, you expect Indiana to be big. But when they play fundamentally as well as they did up front, it's not going to do any favors there. So, I mean, that was really my big takeaway from the game was, I mean, those that battle in the trenches was huge. Yeah, I mean, it, you just mentioned it kind of, you know, size doesn't matter if you don't have the fundamentals. That's like with basketball, if you have a seven-foot center but he can't shoot the ball or rebound, you know, what's he going to really do for you? Um, and just as a little caveat to the whole size difference, Adam over here got a great picture of an Indian alignment just – one arm pushing down a defensive lineman from Eastern. So, yeah, I looked up that guy, uh, their left tackle Caleb. I think it was Caleb Jones, six eight, uh, three fifty eight. Yeah, yeah, huge Richard guy. Sophomore, the largest person I ever ever seen. In the first <laughs> when you when you size it up, when you size it up and get even into more specifics, Indiana's biggest defensive lineman was three hundred and fifty pounds. That was their starting <laughs> nose tackle. Eastern's biggest offensive lineman is three hundred thirty pounds. That's a starting freshman left guard. So. Any any matchup you look at up front on offense or defense, Indiana just had a an advantage, and you know not necessarily a skill advantage, but just certainly a size advantage. And that's another thing that they talked about after the game is, you know, all Eastern can really control is how well they play fundamentally. They can't control how big Indiana's players are. That's oh, out yeah. of their control, and that yeah, was something they knew heading into the game, and it was something that they took away after the game as well. Yeah, definitely, and uh, like I said. I was there as well, and the secondary even, uh, and uh, head coach Adam Cushing mentioned this after the game as well. You know, they were just they gave the receivers for Indiana a lot of space to run, so a receiver could catch the ball, and they had four more yards to go before they were even tackled. So, I mean, it, it's a Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. You know, those issues uh, will get better as the season goes along, and when you're facing a talent like that, it's just it's hard to even say they had a bad game. Yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely. I mean, when you look at a 52 to zero score, it's pretty easy to make the assumption, oh, Eastern played bad. Yeah. Really, I don't know if it was so much as 
Eastern played bad, just Indiana was just, they were bigger up front. They were faster in the secondary. Oh, they yeah. were quicker making cuts. They were really knocking guys around in the trenches. It wasn't Eastern played poorly. Yeah. It was just Indiana was so much bigger, so much faster. You know, Coach Cushing talked a lot about, after the game, about how well Indiana's strength and conditioning program was showing. Uh-huh. Coach Cushing was on Northwestern staff for, I think it was 15 seasons playing Indiana. Yeah. And he said this was the strongest and most conditioned Indiana team he'd ever seen. So that kind of tells you how, you know, where Indiana was at coming into this game up front and strength-wise. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Blake, going over to you for men's soccer. They played yesterday against Ohio State, lost 3-2. Give us your thoughts, you know, some stats about the game. Um, I thought the team really... Outplayed Ohio State the second half. I mean, they scored two goals. Um, one was, I believe, Christian Sosnowski scored a breakaway goal from what Burke had described. And then the second goal was a PK from Shetty Omar. So we tied the game up 2-2, and then just last minute, Ohio State got a game winner. So they fought hard. They won the second half. Yeah, that's about all you can say. Because we couldn't watch the game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't showing on Big Ten Network. Uh, just like little uh, nugget about Ohio State. You think of Ohio State, you think of all the great basketball teams, football teams. The men's soccer team for Ohio State was dead last in NCAA Division One last year for total goals in the season with eight. Even Eastern, you know, a bunch of smaller schools were above them. Ohio State, out of all schools, was last. This year, including the game yesterday against Eastern, they've already got eight goals. So, if anything, that just speaks to Ohio State, how they rebuilt this year um, and got better offensively. They even have a uh, player from Belmont who transferred into Ohio State this year and uh, Belmont beat Eastern last year 3-2. to two. The game-winning goal was late in the game as well. So really strange coincidence happening there. Uh, men's soccer team plays at home tomorrow, which is Tuesday, um, against St. Xavier, so we'll see how that goes. Oscar, first home game for the women's soccer team was on Sunday. Lost one nothing. What did you see out there? Well, uh, it was a rough one for them. I think the weekend started on a rough note, uh, playing Milwaukee, losing 5-2. There were some bright spots. Nicoletta Nucci, uh, the freshman, has come in, and she's been uh, a quick spark on the offense, which is helpful. But um, they just have been getting burned on set plays, really, has been their main thing. And a lot of that has been coming uh, from losing the ball, just turning the ball over unnecessarily. And I think that kind of trickled into um, the game on Sunday, the home opener, because... Uh, they they have the first half they at the beginning of both halves they were a little bit antsy and uh, Sarah Tech came under a little bit of pressure early but they seemed to settle in in the first half but it was the second half they were turning the ball over and that allowed um, that allowed the lone goal that ended up winning the game so uh, I think they have some things to work on and I think that they've kind of got a whole different gamut of teams seen now I mean their first three matchups were all against very very good teams. Um, playing Purdue Fort Wayne is not as much. They only won four games last year. They allowed over two goals a game, and Eastern wasn't able to post even one. So uh, I think they have some things to look for, and I think a lot of it is just tightening up and getting back to the way that they ended last season compared to how they began last season. Yeah, and uh, Nicoletta Anucci, um when they had one of their home exhibition matches, it was like August 16th, I believe, I was you know taking photos for us for the paper, and... All of a sudden, here comes Nicoletta Nucci, a freshman, and she was all over the field. She had, like, I think, maybe three or four shots. It's exhibition, but, I mean, she's continued that progress now. I mean, 
You mentioned that she's quick, you know. I mean, what else is she doing out there? I actually talked to her about that. I said, uh, you know, what kind of things do you feel like you can contribute to the team? And she said, really, I'm just trying to work on my role. I think my biggest things are just my speed and my footwork. And I couldn't agree more because she has really proven very quickly to come in and be a part of this offense. Yeah, and I think the women's soccer team uh, in recent years, they've had some guys, some people who can score. But they haven't had, like, someone who's super quick and is just out there, you know, bolt of lightning, getting a lot of shots on goal. And she's done that already in, like, what, three matches, four matches now as a freshman. Yeah, she leads the team in points right now. So. Yeah, so incredible and stuff there. Adam, going to you now for volleyball. What did they do over the weekend? All right, so they played their second Invitational of the season, uh, three matches in the Central Michigan Chippewa Invitational. They dropped the first six sets to lose the first two matches. And then for the third match, first time of the year, they went to five sets. They won the first set, then lost two and three, won four, but uh, fell just short, losing 15 to 12 in the fifth set. Um, you know, leading the team, Laurel Bailey at 27 points. You know, not really a surprise to anyone who's been following the team recently. She's been one of their better players. Yeah. Uh, Katie Summer in her senior season had 19 points in, against um, North Dakota State in that final match. Um, after only having four in the first two. And she had 20 in their very first uh, match of the year against South Dakota State. So she's really uh, playing the Dakotas very well this year. Um, yeah, overall, uh, there's a couple of interesting trends with them. Yeah, I was hoping to get to that real yeah, quick. It's really, it, it is interesting. Yeah, we're going on the story for tomorrow. I was running through some numbers for them. Um, point differentials by set. And the first set this year... Uh, they're dead even with their opponents. Each has 133 points. Mm-hmm. Um, of the four sets the team has won on the season, three of them were first sets. So they've won half the first sets, but have lost every second set of the season. And there, the point differential there in the six second sets is negative 51 in favor of the, if, you know, the opponents. Um, so they start out strong, and then the second set, they just kind of fall flat. They, they've lost by... Uh, 12 points in the second set on Saturday against North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Um, third set, they get a little thing, they get a little bit closer. Uh, cut it to negative 28 differential, and then in the fourth sets they've played, um, it's 74 to 73 in favor of their opponents. So they start and end strong, and in the middle, especially that second set, they really kind of seem to dip down. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to head coach Julie Allen this morning about it actually, and she said she thinks this, the young team, they have to remember. After winning a set or coming with momentum, it does start falling behind. You have to remember that, hey, we just won a set and stay positive instead of maybe sort of overcorrecting it and then yeah. you know falling too far behind in the second set and not really being able to come back after that. I remember you know when school started before um, or right after their first matches even. I had mentioned to you that in the last couple of years they would win the first set and then all of a sudden second third set they would just lose straight sets. Um, so. I'm glad he did the number crunching there because that's just really interesting mm-hmm. to see. And I know even, I think it was last week, Julie Allen said that maybe they get over-aggressive at times and they need to pick and choose the right moments mm-hmm. when to get aggressive, when to maybe stay back. So Yeah, she's still, she's still they're working on that still, uh, about what to be aggressive, getting more kills. Uh, and she also said at this point in the season, um, of course the wins and losses aren't their main factor really they're looking at now uh, until they start conference play in a couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, still, she said, you know, players are experimenting, trying to find different ways, different shots they, they want to try to use in games, um, trying to get the kill numbers up. She said that um, 
the numbers she's aiming for in practice, they, they're really trying to get the 16 kills per set average. Uh, no one in the OVC is actually there yet this season. I think the top team is about like 14 and a half kills a set. Okay. Um, the first Invitational, they were a little closer. Eastern had uh, 12.27 kills a set. But then in their second Invitational this past weekend, that number dropped to 9.54. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, even with the set they won, you know, the two sets they won in the final match, the kill numbers were still pretty low. Um, and she said that's probably just, you know, the players are trying to find, pick when to be aggressive and trying to find, you know, different ways to attack the ball. You know, it's I mean, you know, still early. It's only yeah. six matches. Um, but yeah, I think that that second set, I'm glad I did numbers on that too for the story. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, just as a side note as well, uh, women's tennis team was in action. They started their fall season. They won five out of their, I believe it was 16 total uh, singles matches. They swept uh, Western Illinois in singles matches. And then uh, men's and women's cross country both finished first at the EIU Walt Crawford Invite. Uh, this past weekend as well. So good to see some more sports get some action because it's been a little rough with coverage sometimes at the paper trying to fill space with only like three, four sports going on. Um, guys, anyone want to mention any last comments about, you know, maybe a game? Well, sure. Team? How about the, uh, the big football game this Saturday? Yeah. It plays at Illinois State. It's the home opener. I believe it's the 100. Eighth meeting between Eastern oh, and Illinois State. Yeah, wow. yeah, and this is uh, this is one that runs pretty deep. It usually doesn't matter how good one team is compared to the other. These two teams are coming out there looking to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. I mean, the the, the game usually gets pretty chippy. Uh, students from both schools on Twitter usually start going after each other the week during this game. I mean, this is this is a game that runs pretty deep. I actually saw an FCS poll today that had Illinois State ranked as high as 10. So Eastern is expecting a really good Redbirds team to come in here this Saturday. Yeah, and last year Eastern went to Illinois State and lost 48-10. So yeah, last year. So what we just talked about before with how against Indiana Eastern got blown out 52 to zero and didn't necessarily play bad. Uh-huh. Last year's 48-10 to 10 loss to Illinois State's game, they got blown out and they did play well. <laughs> they did play bad in that game. I can promise you they're not looking to do that again on Saturday. Um, but, yeah, it, yeah, Illinois State's similar to Indiana. Illinois State's big. Uh, they're bigger up front than EIU. Illinois State's got a really good quarterback in Brady Davis. They've got a really good running back in James Robinson. So uh, it's going to be another game where Eastern's going to have its hand full. Going to yeah. have its hands full. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Saturday. Uh, and real quick, Oscar, too, to round it out. Um, saw us on Twitter, and uh, I think, I don't know if she got in the game or not, I can't remember, but Hannah Hines had uh, cancer last year, had to battle back, go through treatment, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was back on the sidelines, I think, in the maybe like late fall last year and then in the springtime. Uh, did she actually play it a little, or is she, she still did? Just yeah, dressing? so okay, she's cool. been dressing for, uh, I believe, every game, but. It was uh, in the home opener. I believe it was around the 40th minute. Uh, she did She did come in, and she played until uh, the end of the half, and she got a big standing ovation. It was really a great sight to see after so much that that's she's great, been yeah. through in the past. Yeah, that. so yeah, that's Adam, really, really impressive. Adam, did, you did a feature on her yeah, last year. Yeah, last fall. Yeah, yeah. she was um, I was in the final stages of her treatment, I believe, when I talked to her. Um, they, yeah. had a, they had, like, a fundraiser game selling T-shirts. Yeah, that's right. wore, like, uh, green armbands and green socks, to, you know, uh, for the game. 
But yeah, I didn't realize she had to do the game the other day. That's really that's cool. Good for yeah, her. it's it's always you know athletes always get injuries and they you know rehab and come back from it. But cancer is a whole other animal. Having to go through treatment, oh, yeah. which is you know tolling on the body, and then able to come back this year and even play, even just for a few minutes right now. I mean that's just great to see. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, so that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week, of course, with some more games. Uh, football, men's soccer will finally be home. Uh, Adam is volleyball home this weekend. No, no. they are going to Bloomington. Ah, okay. No, Evansville. Okay. Somewhere they're going to somewhere in Indiana. <laughs> uh, they're not home until the twenty seventh, okay. which is when they start conference play. Gotcha. Um, so, if you want to check out women's soccer, definitely come this weekend because then they got a few more road games before they start when they start OVC play. So. Yeah, I think the men's team, men's soccer team, is also on the road after their home match Tuesday. So. But at least we'll have, you know, men's soccer in front of us this week and football in front of us this mm-hmm. week as well. We don't have to go two and a half hours to Indiana to watch it. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Join us next week as well.